Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Plan with Gabby and my co-host. Say hello. Hola, Canito. Woo, 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 woo. What's going on, people? <laughs> oh, this is just another hangout here with God's Plan with um, one of a very, very special person in my life, uh, yes. in Kenny's life as well. Absolutely. She has impacted my life so much because she gives so much love. And mm -hmm. every hug, every encounter, she brings so much love, so much positivity. And not just to us, but her Instagram followers, which is mm -hmm. one of the reasons why we have her as one of our guests, because she literally gave us one of the best videos I've ever seen. I've cried. I've gotten encouraged. And through this video, she shows a little bit more about love through Instagram. We're going to share it in our own Instagram later on for those of you who, who haven't seen it yet. But um, say hello, Keithy, my love. Hello. Wow, that was a very lovely introduction. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you for allowing me on your podcast and even for just beginning this. Like, I'm just so proud of you guys. You don't even understand. This is this is going to do amazing things, and I'm honored to be able to be a part of it. And so I thank you guys. Oh man, I, I just I already told Gabby uh prior to us recording that I'm probably gonna cry during this episode. So I'm trying to hold <laughs> off on it. But now nah, yeah, we are definitely excited to have you, Keefe. Everything that Gabby just said in the beginning, it, it stands true. And to think like you're still growing, that's the the amazing thing about it. Like God is still stretching you in so many ways. So the fact that we're here now and like we get to see where you are now, but to know that you got so much more to go, it, it's 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 exciting to see. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are literally masters at words of encouragement. It is so it's inspiring because you guys will say things and I don't even know how to respond. I'm just speechless. <laughs> Thank you guys. I love you guys. Well, we love you too. We love you too, Keefe. One of the things that impacted me about you is your testimony. Um, do you mm -hmm. want to kind of share a little bit about your testimony? What brought you to God? Yes. Okay, so... One of the things that I find really interesting about testimonies in general is I personally believe that God encounters us um, in a way that answers either our doubts or mm. that fills our deficits. Mm. And so, mm. for example, my brother came to Christ through apologetics, which is basically when people ask a whole bunch of difficult questions about faith and then people will begin to intellectually answer these questions. Why is suffering exist if God is real? Why is God anti-abortion? Like all of these sort of controversial questions. And then people who are intellectuals who've studied the Bible will begin to kind of delve into these topics. And so for my brother, he believed in God through watching these apologetic videos. Mm. For me, that wouldn't work because my biggest struggle was love. My biggest struggle was, mm. am I loved? What does love mean? All of these questions around love. And God knew that that was a deficit that I was struggling with. And that in order to show me that he was real, he needed to pinpoint that. And so the testimony that I shared on my Instagram is one of the many ways that God has shown me his love. And in this testimony, I describe how I was having a really hard weekend. Um, I remember just feeling a lot of, I felt, how do you describe this? I felt alone. I felt triggered by some things that were happening around me. And I felt in that moment very, very desperate. Like I came home and I cried out to God and I just asked that he would fill up my cup. 
and remind me that he loves me and show me that he loves me. Um, and in that moment, I just felt a bit of doubt about whether or not he loved me. And after telling you to get up, he told me, get up and start to pray, get up and start to fight. And so I just spoke the word of God over my life. And he led me to Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. And to paraphrase, it says that we should not be, we should not remember the former things. Mm. Do not remember the former things. Do you not perceive that a new thing is springing up? Mm. And the Lord was reminding me that all of these triggers and these things that you are remembering, that's the past. But if I promise that you're a new creation, it means that there's something new that is coming. You have to have hope in the new thing that's coming in the future. And so I go to bed. I'm encouraged. I feel good. I go to church the next day and shout out, shout out to saints. Um, but I go to church the next day. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and there's a Christmas play that's happening. And I stay for all three of the sessions. And after the third rendition of the play or the third showing of the play, we're all kind of chilling. All the people are hanging out after church. And one of my really good friends, Heidi, her mother introduces herself to me. And she just begins to speak to me a bit, you know, tell me a bit about herself. And she gives me this hug. And I remember talking about how this hug felt like nothing I'd felt before. Like it was, it, it was unexplainable. It was, you can't even explain it. The hug just felt like I was being filled. And it was only like a, a minute quick hug I come off of her and I'm like thank you so much for this hug because I really needed it and then I just started bursting out crying and her mom just for like a good felt like 10 minutes was just hugging me in the middle of the church people were doing their own thing talking whatnot and she's just hugging me she's speaking to me she's telling me God loves you God sees you God loves you God sees you and then she tells me one scripture and the scripture that she says to me is Isaiah 43, 18 to 19, which wow. is the same scripture that the Lord had placed on my heart the oh. night before. And she reminded me that he is doing a new thing. Mm. And it was in that moment that I realized, firstly, that God answers prayers, but that God wants us to know how much he loves us. Yes. My testimony, even in finding Christ, was I had gotten out of a bad relationship in high school. And I didn't believe really that God, I didn't really know what God meant, like what he looked like applicably in my life. He was just like this big, ambiguous thing. Um, and I got a letter from a classmate of mine's mother, who at the time, well, she still is, is like a fervent born again Christian. Hmm. And in this letter, she wrote from the perspective of being God and most importantly, being the father. And so in this letter, she spoke to me as the precious daughter of God. She said all of these encouraging things, but the two things that stuck out in that letter was she told me that I don't need to be more. I just need to be his. I just mm. need to be God's. Oh, wow. The second thing that she wrote in that letter was she referred to the initials of the guy who I was dating, but she had no idea I was in a relationship. And so from that letter, that's when I turned my life to Christ. That's when I gave my life to Christ and decided that God has to be real and he must love me a lot to write a handwrite a letter through this woman for me. And I still have that letter to this day. And it is still the thing that reminds me that God is real and that God loves me. And mm. so, yeah, that's really how I started to form this relationship with God and, and start to see God in a different light. <sighs> can, can we clap it up? Like, can yes. we just put our hands together? My goodness. That's amazing. God is good. All the time. God is my, good. My goodness. Yeah. Ooh, my heart is just like. 
I love what you I love what you said that you go home and then you cry to God. I mean, how many of us have been there before? How many times? Mm. Mm. <laughs> We've definitely been there more than once. Yes. We just want to want to feel His love. We want to feel that He's present. You want to feel that He's there through every struggle that we're going through. And there's nothing better than a good cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like yeah. I always say, you know, I was one day I was crying to him and it was just a random place and mm. he just spoke to me and he said all of the tears that you're crying right now are watering the plants that you mm. the seeds that you've planted mm-hmm. and are ready to bloom mm-hmm. so cry mm. it out if you need to that that's just one of the things that just frees you up and it fastens up your your healing process mm. I so love tw- that yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's good that's thank good. you for saying that thank you for your testimony it's just so so beautiful and it's just great how god connects and i love the fact that we are we see that he's there like there's nothing yes. else yes this, this lady didn't know the initials of you like she didn't know your boyfriend at all that's, right. that's crazy <laughs> it was insane i literally got chills and at that time i was like 17 and i was I was confused. I was, oh my goodness. I was such a low point in my life. And that was, I still talk about it and still feel what I felt that day. It was, it, it was incredible. Man, that, that's just like, that's the kind of stuff you, you know, you only see like in a movie or like you read yeah. in a book, but then it's yes. like when that happens, it's, it's like exactly what you said, chills. And, that, yes. those, and those chills is like, those are from God. You know, like that's just him reminding you, like, "Hey, I'm here. Like, <laughs> yes. this, this, this is what I'm doing." So that's that's just beautiful. Mm. You you Amen. mentioned to us that you were in a relationship, and I'm sure after 17, you've been in, in very uh, other relationships as well. So, def- can you just define what earthly love is and what godly love is? Like, how how do you how does it feel? Like, mm. what is the difference to you? Man, girl. <laughs> get deep with this because all right earthly love earthly love and godly love are incredibly different um i i think of earthly love as really being conditional mm. um and i think especially in this day and age it's very much from the perspective of what can i receive what can i gain how can my pleasures be fulfilled how can i be made to feel good it's very self-absorbed it's very much from the perspective of me and not from the perspective of the other person mm. Um, and when we think about Christ, when we think about God's love, it's unconditional and it is always about how can I serve this other person? Like, what can I do to better this person, to draw them closer to Christ, to Mm. reflect Christ in a matter where they will begin to see Christ. And so it's very much about the intentions, the heart of the other person. Um, and I think it's very interesting because I personally think that there is a pride pandemic in this earth Mm. because pride is just especially with the rise of social media where everybody is just putting up their business 24 7 it's all about me blah 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 pride is really distorting what we are seeing love as it's distorting our perception of love Mm. and it is causing us to think that love is for ourselves that love is to gratify ourselves and so that's one of the biggest things with earthly love i also think that earthly love is very much how do I say this? Like determined and influenced by, by the earthly examples that we've had. Mm. And okay. so it doesn't have a set standard. 
there's not an order like God's love has where we know what it is because there is a biblical reference of what love is. Love according to earth is whatever you've experienced or seen love to be. And so like if you've dealt with fatherlessness, your definition of love a lot of times is earning. I need Mm. to give, I need to do, I need to perform in order to be seen. And that sort of scene that the the applause is, whatever it might be, is a form of love to you. Mm. Um, If you've endured sexual assault, a lot of times that causes for you to see love as what can I give somebody like my 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 ability to sexually gratify you is equated with love and so earthly love a lot of times is distorted and our perception of it is distorted by our earthly examples by our traumas by the things that we've gone through on the other hand is godly love which is absolutely incredible because godly love is transformative it is true and it has a standard And so what I love is Romans 8. Romans 8 says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And as you continue like going on in Romans 8, it gives deeper examples. It gives the fact that, oh man, okay. Let me take that back (laughs) a couple steps because that can go down a whole path. Let me first talk about the fact that, hmm. A lot of times we have this misconception that if we're going through a hard time, if we're struggling, if there are difficulties that we're enduring, that it's a sign that either God doesn't love us, it's a sign that we're guilty of something, it's a sign that God is mad at us. Mm. But in Romans 8, it describes that nothing, nothing can separate us from God. Nothing can separate us from his love. And so whether it is death, whether it is life, whether it is danger, they said, if your life is threatened, nothing can separate you from the love of God. And so we need to rebuke this false concept of thinking that in order to be loved or that God's love is shown by how much we have. If we're rich, mm-hmm. if we're if we're healthy, if we're this or that, if, if life looks good on the outside, then it means that God loves us more. God doesn't give love in a level. God's love is set in stone. It is a standard and it is the same for every single person. He is not a favor of people. And so we need to understand that. But I think the other thing about love, um, godly love, is God has this incredible ability to love us because of his attributes. And so God is omniscient, which means that he is all knowing. He knows our end from our beginning and our beginning to our end. He knows every mistake we'll ever make. Every way we'll sin against him. Every way we'll betray him. Every way we'll abandon him. And he still has chosen to love us. He still has chosen to love us. When you guys or when I or when any person who, who accepts Christ was born, God had given them the love that they would need to go through their entire lives, knowing every way that they would fall short. And us humans, we can't do that. It's the reason why we fall out of love. It's the reason why there's so many divorces. It's the reason why there's so many issues with whether or not I still love this person, whether or not, you know, all of these sort of questions. Because when somebody hurts us, when somebody falls short, it then depicts, it, it, it creates that conditional idea of now, I don't know if I can love this person anymore, mm. but that's not how God operates. Right. That's not how God operates. And it's the reason why marriage is so powerful. Because marriage is one of the only examples of that sort of covenantial love where we are making that 
we are making that choice and that decision to say, no matter what, I will love this person. No matter what I go through, I will love this person. And God even revealed to me that our vows that we say, sickness and health, richer for poor, death mm-hmm. do us part. Yes. It's meant to reflect Romans 8, where mm-hmm. God says to us, he will love us, that nothing can separate us from that love. No demon, no angel, nothing on this earth, nothing above or below the earth will separate us from the love. The vows that we make to our partner is meant to reflect the fact that we are choosing on that day to say that we will love you the way that God loves us. And so the covenant of marriage is so powerful because we are meant to to reflect with that other person, our spouse, the way that God loves us. And so God's love is just, it's incomparable. It's incomparable because it's not earned. There's nothing we can do to get more of it. Hmm. We can't give more. We can't perform more. We can't pray more. We can't fast more. We can't do anything that will allow us to gain more of God's love. When we accepted Christ, he pours out all of his love to us, no matter what he pours it out to us. And so, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if you got a, like a PhD in love or something like that, but <laughs> after tonight, we, we might have to call some, some schools and see like, let, let keep I know somebody who could teach something about love and just let her get this, this Christ. Cause just not like, like all jokes aside, like I know it may come across as funny, but like in all jokes aside, because like the, the, the way that you broke that down, it was just like, the epitome of what earthly love is and what godly love is. And I, to me personally, what resonated with me was the whole father aspect because that was like, it was exactly me. Like, cause my father was, mm. he wasn't there, you know, and the first yeah. thing, and you said it, the first thing you think about is like action. Like, okay, I'm going to do this because I was devoid of this. Yes. And that is like, um, you know, at least for me personally, and I know a lot of uh, other African-Americans who, yeah. you know, going through that in the communities and stuff like that. So just the way that you broke it down, it just, just goes to show you that it's like earthly love and godly love. Because mm. like you said, you can't earn it. There's nothing we could do, say, ask to, to earn more or separate us. But I love the way that you broke that down. It was, it was beautiful. Do you mind if I add in response to what you're saying about your dad? Oh, please do. Woo. When I tell you, um, one of my biggest personal struggles. So let me start by saying that I have both of my parents in my life, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, I did grow up in a bit of a tumultuous upbringing. There was a lot of uncertainty about whether my parents would stay together. There was a lot of being present in the home physically, but not being emotionally or spiritually. Or, mm. And so it was a lot of absence, even though the body was present. And mm. so um, I was exactly the same way and still am recovering from that. I remember the Lord kept saying to me, why do you think that your identity is based on what you do? Why do you think mm. that your worth and your value is based on what you can achieve? Why do you think that these good grades, that this voice, that these songs, that any of this will make you will make me love you more? Why do you think wow. that that who I love is based on that? Why do you think that? And it was literally this week where the Lord showed me that so much of the fear that I have been imprisoned by, so much of the limitations that I placed on myself to say, I'm not going to try this out because I don't want to fail. I'm not going to do this because I don't know what's on the other end of it was because I did not understand how much God loved me. 
When you understand how much God loves you, you will not fear. You won't operate in prison by fear because you'll understand that no matter what, God has you. You'll be able to jump off that cliff and you'll be able to let go of every fear and know that whatever happens at the other side of this, at least I'll have God. And that's all that matters. His love is the sort of love that literally covers every fear. And I had struggled for so long with thinking that if I do more for God, if I pray more for him, if I fast more for him, if I read more of the Bible, that maybe he will love me more. And this was the week where he spoke to me and he said, I want you to do none of that. I don't want you to do another fast. I don't want you to do another spiritual thing that you think will make me love you more. I just want you to sit in my presence. I just want you to sit in my presence and I want you to trust that you doing absolutely nothing will still allow you to be as valuable to me as you think it is when you do more. And so this striving, this achieving, this equating our value to what we're able to do is a lie of the enemy. And it's not how God operates. God chose to love us before he even knew us Hmm. or before we were even formed. He knew us before we were even formed. He chose to love us, which means nothing, nothing can gain more of that love. We have it all. We have all the love we will ever receive from God right now in this moment. We can only unlock it by faith. That is it. And so I definitely can relate to the fatherlessness and I definitely can relate to that feeling of striving and doing. It's an, it's an imprisoning feeling. But the more that we understand how much God loves us, the more freedom we receive from that. Man, my heart is just like, it's, it's been like, since the start of this, like it's, it's really been, been dumping, but it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more so because like your words, it's just like, it's, it's filling my heart. Like it's filling my cup, so to speak. And I, I guess I, I could say the same thing for Gabby too. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Ava, you're, you're, you're doing amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. But I have a question for Kenny now that he shared Oof, that his, his father wasn't in his life. Now, Kenny, now that you know the Lord, how do you, how can you make the difference between not having your dad around and now your cup being filled with God's love? And you have that father figure in your life. And I'm going to keep it brief because I I do, we do got to get Keefe one last question. But to answer that directly is Keefe touched on it like completely. Like he chose me, like God knew my earthly father wasn't going to be there. He already knew that he was going to be missing and like I was going to grow up to be in this position right now. And he knew that because he knew the the kind of tumultuous life like Keefe was saying that I would have, but mm-hmm. it would only be captivated by finding him, by seeking him. Like there's a chance that, you know, I would have had an earth dad and, you know, I still would have been close to God, but I would have never gotten as close to God as I am now if um, things didn't go the way that it did. And I think that's why God uh, allowed that to happen because, um, like God is closest to the broke, those are the brokenhearted. And he, mm-hmm. he's at his strongest when we are at our weakest. Me being a dad at such a young age, at the age of 19, and then me having a stepson, um, it was just like, I was at such a, a, a point where it's like a make or break for me. And it, it was breaking me for a lot of the years, but um, by me ended up um, 
like finding God and, and just having the relationship that I have with him, it was also that way I can rely on him for strength, rely on him for love, rely on him for everything that I need. Because without him, I wouldn't be here right now. Like mm. the fact that I'm in, in Georgia and like things are working, that's only because he isolated me to get closer to him. So that's, mm. that's you know, it, yeah. Listen, I already said I was gonna, I was gonna cry, but I, we, we, we gonna. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So, bye. So, uh, but Keefe, we uh do got um uh one last question before we get to the final thoughts and uh and so like how have like your standards in terms of relationships changed the more you seek God or seek from God. Mm. Oh, well, I guess I got to start off by saying that I didn't have any standards. Mm. So I think the fact that I just have standards is is a drastic change because when I was younger, I just operated in the you get what you get and you don't get upset. Like if somebody loves you, if somebody is showing you attention, if somebody thinks you're cute, whatever it is, like when you are operating desperately, like when you are operating with this desperate desire to be loved, there is no standard. It's just whatever attention I can get. And so first things first, God has given me standards. He has mm-hmm. given me a desire to seek after a man that is based on the Bible's example of what yes. love is. So love being patient, love being kind, love not writing a record for wrongs, even the idea of the husband loving, um, loving his wife like Christ loved the church. These are the standards that now I have. Um, and I think one scripture that is really, really, really powerful, it says that love is the greatest of any gift we receive from God. Yes. And this is evidenced. It's evidenced in first Corinthians 13 two, And it says that if the gift of prophecy, if I have the gift of prophecy, and if I can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love. I am nothing. Come on now. And why this scripture is so powerful is because it doesn't say I have nothing. I have is a sign of ownership. It's saying that I am nothing, which means your identity and your being is distorted. (laughs) And so what this is highlighting to us is that love, love isn't about ownership. You don't have love. Love is deeper than ownership. Love is transformative. It changes your being. It changes your insides. It changes your identity. You sense yourself. Love is not about ownership. It's not about having it. It's about the reception of love to change your insides, to change mm. your identity. And so the reason why I'm saying all of this is that I had to first understand how much God loved me for my identity to change. And that is what has changed my standards. The reason why I bring this up is because for young ladies, especially who have this long list, like, this is what I want my Christian man to look like, da 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 we need to make sure that is an inner work that is done in us. We attract what we give. I 100% believe that. If you are unhealthy, you attract unhealthy. And so a lot mm. of times as young Christian women, we focus so much on making sure that we have our lists and our standards, but we go and we look and find the same men all the time, relationship after relationship. It's the same guy. And the common denominator is the person that is in all these relationships. And so it's a sign that there is healing that needs to be done. When we seek after God's love, he heals brokenness. Mm -hmm. He heals the the deep 
parts of our heart that a lot of times we don't expose to other people. And it's when we've received that deep healing. It's when mm. his love transforms our identity, our being, who we are at our core, that then these standards have a purpose because now we are attracting the very thing we truly believe we're deserving of mm. because we have accepted how to receive God's love from us. If you know how much God loves you, you won't take any less. If you know how much God sees you, how preciously he speaks of you, we as human beings that have offended him, that have hurt him, that have crucified him, he was on the cross still saying, Father, forgive them for they know Mm -hmm. not what they do. He was still on that cross pleading, pleading with God to forgive us our sins. That is how much God loves us. In Mm -hmm. our ugliness, he still sees beauty in us. And so when we understand how much God loves us, it changes our being. It changes the way we work, the way we operate, the way we think, the way that we move. And that is how my standards changed. It wasn't by, you know, me, you know, it, it, it didn't just happen out of nowhere. Like it literally had to start within myself. God had to heal me. He had to do the work in me. And so, yeah, I have standards now and they're biblically based. Shout out to God. <laughs> Hashtag standards. Right, yeah, yes. facts. We need, them. <laughs> we need them. Wow, Kiki. I love I love what you said. And in order to, you know, to have that that relationship with this that person that you actually want, you have to become the person yourself. And that goes hand in hand with in order to love somebody else, you have to first love yourself. Mm. And where do you find that love? You can only find that love and fill that love cup up just through God. Come on, man. Because once once you see the value that God has in your life, that significance of God just forgiving us for every sin, every bad thought that we have, every curse that comes out of your mouth, every action that you take, and harm that you do to your body. Just through all of those sins that you commit, He still loves you. That is mm. unconditional love and that can only be found through God. So on, I man. love that you yes. say that because I honestly, I'm trying to live it every day much mm. as much as possible because it, it, it's such a endless love that it's just so difficult mm. to understand. Right. Yes. It's an everyday journey trying to figure out how much God loves us and how much he can fill us up. Come on now. Mm. But... With that being said, do you have any final thoughts or any advice to our female listeners, male listeners out there? Mm. Um, I definitely do. I have some advice for the female listeners. Um, Number one, and we're going to get a little controversial. Get rid of your self-help, self-love books. Come on now. Throw them in the trash and burn them. Talk to I, them, I did it all. I tried every self love, every self improvement book, and I'm like a, a, a neuroscience slash psych major slash geek. And so at that, oh yeah, I know every problem I have. I know what it is psychologically. I know what it is. Now I'm gonna find the book. I'm gonna find the thing that you do, the therapy. Well, I I 100% agree with therapy. But on a different note, all of these different books, self love, self help, self embitterment. No. Throw those books out and burn them because on, all Kishi. of those books, especially when they're from the perspective of people of the world and not mm-hmm. biblical, biblically yeah. based, or they're not from people who are Christians, 
All they do is cause us to strive more and more and more. They highlight your problems and they don't give you a divine solution, divine intervention, divine deliverance. You cannot do self-love. You cannot do self-improvement, self-betterment. It is only God that can heal us. If we could have done it ourselves, we wouldn't have needed Jesus. Jesus is the symbol that we are weak, that we cannot do it on our own, and that we need someone bigger and better. And so if you want to truly learn how to love yourself, I wish I knew this years ago. You need to figure out who God is and you need to figure out how much he loves you. When you know how much God loves you, you will then be able to love yourself. You don't start it the other way around. You don't start trying to love yourself. You got to know who God is and know how much he loves you. And then you will learn to love yourself. So get rid of that. Number two, ladies, do not get into a relationship before you know God. Mm. Another big mistake I made because then I made my partner my God. I idolized Mm. Because I needed something from him. I needed fulfillment. I needed acceptance. I needed an identity and I needed a purpose. And those are things God can only give. And so you need to make sure that you seek God. You know who you are. You know who God has called you to be. You know your purpose. You know your value. Once you are grounded in that confidence, then you can go forth. Because marriage is a ministry. Marriage is a ministry. And it requires for both people to know very firmly who they are in God. Because once you get into marriage, the enemy is going to attack it. If you're not Mm -hmm. solid in your relationship with God, you will not know how to warfare through a marriage. Mm. Because marriage is not just kicks and giggles. It is prayer. It is Mm. prayer. It is prayer. It is prayer. And the last thing I would say to ladies is to be kind to yourself. This journey is not easy. There are ups and downs. I was just saying that this week, the Lord had to re-reveal to me about the fact that I was allowing fear to imprison me because I still had not grasped how much God loves me. And there will be ups and there will be downs and there will be new revelations, but just know that God is with you through it all. There's a scripture that describes how it says, God will hold your hand and keep you up. He's going to hold your hand like a father. Like he is holding your hand, like, like a little kid walking in elementary school with their dad. That's how sensitive that is how gentle god is with you we beat ourselves up more than god does condemnation in christ and so let go of the condemnation let go of the hate let go of the beating yourself up mentally when you have god you will get where he needs you to be because he will not abandon you he will not leave you just hold on to him that's the only requirement we have as christians hold on to him and so those are the three things, the three tips, advice that I would definitely give women. If if I wish we could have <laughs> like like let our um our listeners know the kind of gems that they they you know would be receiving, because all I'm gonna say is like when y'all listening to this, make sure y'all sitting down, y'all got your popcorn, y'all got your tea, <laughs> coffee, ice cream, whatever y'all need. Cause listen, man, y'all gonna have to be in a different space to receive what Keefe just finna drop on y'all tonight. Don't thank God. Tissues. Oh yeah, the they tissues will, too. They yeah. will be crying because I'm literally about to burst into tears right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm gonna get off this. I'm gonna get off this call and yeah, I'm I'm gonna cry. <laughs> that's okay that's okay because I'm, I'm right behind you my sister like oh man the holy spirit definitely definitely spoke to us to you yes. tonight through you tonight so we want to thank you so much for that but i know you have a hidden talent around there somewhere mm-hmm. oh brother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. it's time to to get down <laughs> So All what right. are we doing? 
So, oh, it's not what we doing. This is what ah, you doing. That's what you doing, girl. <laughs> I wow, mean, okay. we listening. We listening. But you doing? Oh, so, brother! You are gonna give our listeners the song of the day, not the song of the day. Sorry, the song of the week. It's mm. a sweet, a song to like encourage them throughout their week when they're having a tough or rough time. Mm. So, um, do you wanna sing a little bit, a little something that's been getting you through the week? Okay. All right, y'all. Come on. I want y'all to know that I don't be singing on request. Yes. This is this is y'all are special people. I want y'all to know y'all are special. You have a, a a really important part in my heart. And so, um, so there are two songs. Okay, no, it's song of the day. Kiki, come on. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, girl. Sing it away. Right, yeah, we ain't stop you. We are not stop no, you. Go for it. Sing we those two songs, you. girl. Okay, but so we're gonna, gonna need names too. A little excerpt of "Lean Back," "Lean Back," Maverick City. Even though they're not the original version, but whatever, that's the one I like. Um, with Amanda Lindsay Cook, and it goes. You will never leave. You love sustaining me. Before I even knew what love was. Oh, I will lean back in the loving arms. Of a beautiful father. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna end that one there. Then Love Note. Love Note has been getting me through this week. It's another song that really describes God's love for us as his children. And it's by the upper room. And I'm not gonna hold you. I kind of forgot how it goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um oh, okay, yes. Here we go. And I love you in the morning, mm. in the noontime, in the evening. You're my one thing. You're my dearest. Here's my love note. Can you hear it? Mm. That's all I'll say. Got it good. Like, <laughs> yo, wow. can we, can we wow. clap it up? Like, yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Y'all you blessed us tonight. I girl. was just about to say, you blessed the stage. Wow. Oh my goodness! Thank and you, I, guys. I thank God. And, <laughs> Y'all and, and I, I don't know if like we said it in our conversation when I was just like how um you just look like you got like that that uh, a singer's aura. Like I, I don't know if I said it in in that conversation yes. that we had, but oh, I did. So then, yeah. And it makes sense. So now y'all know, y'all listening. When y'all, when y'all see a Keefe and y'all be like, always, you always look like you could sing. Now y'all know because she just blessed you the stage. You know for sure. Oh, it's official. Brother. She just blessed the stage. So, oh, brother. We thank God. Yeah, thank you guys so much for allowing me on here. This was beautiful. You don't even know. Like, I was so excited to be on here. I was very nervous. I was feeling all the feels. But it has been so, I just want to have these sort of conversations all the time. We, oh, no, need yeah. just, we need to plan you like more than things. welcome to come back at any time you want no, to do yeah, they, they, I'm, us, I'm telling you they're going to be requesting Keefe back they're going to be like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sure. your, your podcast doing good but where's Keefe at <laughs> <laughs> oh man if God permits I will be back y'all don't even don't even worry about it I will be back in Jesus name 
in Jesus' name. I love you the guys. Testimony will be a lot bigger and a, mm. a lot better. Amen. We wish you nothing, nothing but the best, Kiki. And we're here to back you up when you need anything. Any anything. Encouragement, any love. Girl, we got you. Thank you guys. And please know that the same is for me. You guys need anything and not just related to the podcast, just in general. Please feel free to message me. I am always here to listen, to cry, to pray, whatever you need. <sighs> well, I'm going to go cry right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's close this podcast out. Kenny, do you want to close us out? Um, are we, we closing out in prayer or are we just like, will we... How are, we, how are we closing this out? I have no idea. Oh, sure. Don't we have to have the ending to a podcast? Um, well, there, there's a lot of ways we, we could we could close this out, but I could... Um, I know we was discussing, like, final thoughts, but we could always, like, implement oh, okay. that at any... That's perfect. At any given time, so... But you still um, needed to give your quote, Kenny, remember? Oh, no, yeah, I got that. I got that. Because, you know, this is um Black History Month, so, you know... Come we, on. We we gotta and th- that's why this this um episode was like so profound because Keefe and I just gotta say this, um like you are such a profound, strong, black, consistent, reliable, amazing, uh, thoughtful sister. Like, in in the the kind of women I've grew up around. Um, like my mom was strong. Um, my sisters were strong, but like in the community, there was always black women who didn't know their own value. So like they wouldn't do certain things. Like it, it goes back to what you were saying about the um, you know, uh uh if you're like sexually abused or something like that. Yeah. In their case, it wasn't more so that, it was more so like the lack of love they received. Like they were disrespected, they were um, you know, they didn't know the value that they have at, in being yeah. a black queen. So you right. the epitome of strength it is and I, I probably said it before, but like I have to say it every time, especially right now. And I think, thank you, God, for just giving me the words right now. Um, you are so strong and so <sighs> courageous. I'm gonna stop before I start crying for real. But yes, thank as a strong you. sister, uh, a queen, a queen, a queen, you are. You are appreciated. Not even just from the African American community, but from the communities everywhere, from uh, uh, Latin America or wherever. We all appreciate you, and we just love you for for your strength and consistency and your love. And we're grateful to have you in our lives. Thank you. Okay, I'm definitely gonna cry after this, so that's the other deal. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. So the Absolutely. so the, the final thought it comes from Martin Luther King Jr. and this and it says, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Mm. So, you know, with everything that, you know, uh Keefe has blessed us with and as well as my sister Gabby, because love is God, right? And to yes. to have to have God is to have the unconditional love that you know you've been speaking on all night and like hate that's the that's the enemy you know why walk around mm-hmm. carrying around hate stress worry because that's not the the uh, spirit we've been given we've been given the spirit of love self-control sound mind and yeah. it comes from god so you know let's continue to carry the love um let's relieve ourselves of the hate and let's continue mm-hmm. to go and push forward just as we are yeah, amen well thank you guys for listening um we love 